Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to our latest podcast, Classroom to Boardroom, where our goal is to give you that edge to help make a smooth transition from college into the professional world. And joining LJ and Radio to give us his thoughts today is Danny Rubin. He's the creator and writer of News to Live By. And that's a blog for millennials that does highlight career advice, leadership lessons, a lot of the things that are hidden in the day's top stories. And you can find a lot of his columns actually featured on blogs and news sites, including the New York Times and Business Insider. Now, today we're going to discuss with him some hard truths that the future college grads simply need to hear, a reality check of sorts. Danny, thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I wanted to start off, first of all, by just asking you your thoughts on why is it that college grads seem to have a need to get a reality check, so to speak. I feel like there's a lot of optimism, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but maybe it's not realistic. What's your take? Well, I guess you're right to say a reality check, although to be fair, we're all in a similar position when we go from college to the work world. We don't know what it's really like, Mm -hmm. don't know what a nine to five feels like. And even if we've had an internship or we've worked over the summer, or even if we have a job while we're in school, it's still not the same as sort of setting sail away from the cozy college campus and really diving in with other people, older people, senior leaders with expectations and maybe even stereotypes about what a young person is is or will be like in an office. So it's just important to have the right frame of mind when you go into an office and you're not caught flat-footed for people to say, oh, well, of course, so-and-so is acting like that he or she is 22, what do you expect? Hmm. What you'd want is for the person to say, wow, I didn't expect a 22-year-old to have that kind of poise. And I think if you walk in an office with a different mindset and the right ideas, you can impress people because you're young and not lose out because you're young. I think it's a great perspective to have. And as you said, so many people do almost have a a lesser expectation of those younger people. So I think that'd be great to, as you said, change that perspective a little bit. Let's jump into some of these hard truths and ideas that maybe they should be thinking about as opposed to what they're being told in the past. I want to start the idea of the resume simply because if we're talking about getting that job, of course, out of college, what's a key for a lot of these college grads to remember that maybe they aren't being told or maybe they don't think is a big deal? It's all about managing expectations. An employer, a hiring manager, who's looking over recent graduate resumes, cover letters, will expect to find the same thing over and over and over again, which is a cover letter that's pretty boring and sort of rehashes a resume, a resume that's way too long, Mm. even though the person has basically no experience, and it's just useless information that doesn't actually get you anywhere. So it's all about saying, this is what they expect to see. Let me give them what they didn't expect to see. And what they don't expect to see, and I'll just say very briefly, one is a resume that's one page Mm -hmm. and a resume that uses, uh, turns work experience, even internships, volunteer opportunities, whatever, allows you to show results that you are able to solve problems and not just say you're a problem solver, but show through experience. You know, I helped found a student organization that raised X money for X cause. Right. Allowing yourself to lean on your experiences and demonstrate that you do go out there and get stuff done. And also using a cover letter, and I write on this my website a lot, using a cover letter to demonstrate a story from your work experience that demonstrates the traits and the job that you want. Actually, let me just tell you, I got a wonderful note just last night, like 11 o'clock, from a girl who has visited my blog, and I have this storytelling 
cover letter template on my site. Okay. She wrote me, she says, quote, I wrote the best cover letter of my life because of this article. <laughs> Thank you. I'm pleased to say I'm starting the job in two weeks. In my interview, the hiring manager said it's the best cover letter she's ever read. Nice. End quote. Because <laughs> she used a story from her experience, and it was also incredibly focused, on message, on point. It's result-driven, and she got the job. Not only that, but there's probably the application now that will become the standard for what the employer looks for next. She set a new bar. Right. So that's what I'm saying. You don't have to be 30, 40, 50 to impress somebody. You have to just think about yourself in a way that others don't and defy expectations. Don't come in under them. Speaking of those expectations, you get past that stage, so to speak, and you do impress them with that resume and cover letter. The interview is obviously another area you can really sell yourself. What are the keys there that college grads really need to understand when they go into that job interview? Again, managing expectations. The employer is going to say, this person is either not going to have questions for me when I ask at the end. They're going to say, no, I think you covered it, which is the dumbest thing you could ever say. (laughs) Or they're going to ask questions like, how much vacation do I get? Mm. You know, what's it pay? All these questions that, again, are typical. And even though they're inbounds and, you know, maybe appropriate based on the tenor of the conversation, they're just typical. Everyone's going to ask the same thing. So again, I'm, on my site, I have a list of four questions, great questions that millennials should ask in a job interview. And in a nutshell, it's all about thinking about the other person, the person in the seat who might hire you and the company where you want to work, asking questions about that particular person's career. Everyone's got a LinkedIn profile. Go and research that person. Know what they've done in their life. Be very, very interested in that other person. Stroke the ego. It's not about you. It's about them. Mm -hmm. And also research the company inside and out. Reference specific projects they've just completed. So the person knows you went through the site and you really do care about the place where you want to work. Find out what the heck they've been up to. And then if you really want to go to that next level and really drive it home, show that you understand that company's opportunity in the market and that you understand that if they're in pharmaceutical sales, that you've been reading up on the pharmaceutical sale industry and you understand the trends and you want to help that company, not yourself, you want to help that company be more successful in the industry and you understand the bigger factors at play, the broader context, the bigger landscape, and you want to dive in and help the company make more money. People will say, and it's the most foolish thing to say in a cover letter, is I think this job would be like a great starting point for me. Oh, ouch. (laughs) That is horrendous. Who wants to hire somebody that, first of all, is only in it for themselves and also can't wait to go leapfrog somewhere else? Right. A boss wants to hire someone who could work there a long time and who could make that company more money. And the last thing I'll say, have some stories prepared Again, it's all about storytelling, some anecdotes on a little bulleted list that you can draw on instead of just saying, well, I just love working in marketing. I think it's a great field. I just love it so much. You say, no, let me refer back to an experience in my life so far that showed why I love marketing so much and why I'm good at it. Well, and I think those are some great points for individuals to keep in mind. And uh, along those same lines, in seeing kind of the disconnect between college and the real world, so to speak. You also had a mention about the brevity of things or how detailed we get into something. Talk about that important fact. I spend a lot of time on News to Live By talking about brevity because to me, 
college does not do young professionals a service at all when it comes to saying what they want to say succinctly, right? These really long-winded essays, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to read them, and they repeat themselves a hundred times, and they use <laughs> lots of fancy words that don't matter. And what it really comes down to in the real world is saying what you want and what you need to say very quickly. People don't have the time. They don't care. You have to put it right in front of their face as quickly as you can, make your point, and move on. And it's a tactic that is very powerful, but it's a tactic that we don't often talk about or learn about. If you go on the internet and you look up you know, leadership skills, you look up business principles, it's almost never discussed the power of saying something or writing something really tightly mm-hmm. and conveying your point in a very focused way. And actually, I just saw it for the first time uh, recently, someone wrote how brevity is tied to leadership because leaders say more with less. They don't get up there and just ramble on for an hour. They are declarative. They are to the point, And then they sit down. And I think those are some great uh, pieces of advice there as far as the brevity side goes. And hopefully people can take advantage of that. We are quickly getting up against the clock here, but I wanted to give you the opportunity. What exactly you're doing with your site now, News to Live By, and how you are trying to help out, not just necessarily college grads, but everybody out there. I'm a blogger like, like any other blogger. I'm constantly site is evolving and I try to listen to feedback. I learn from what people are naturally gravitating towards on my site, the the content that resonates the most. So I can tell you that in 2014, I'll have over 100,000 views to my site just to post about templates on how to write things. Hmm. And I think it's very telling because it shows that, sure, you can give someone advice on oh, make sure that you're um, creative and make sure that you value someone's time when you're writing to them. Or Okay, but at a certain point, someone says, okay, I need to write a cover letter. I need to write a resume. I need to write a networking email. I don't know what this is supposed to look like. So what really counts, and I've been finding, is I'm really honing in on helping people write the things they need to write. They hit that moment where they just don't know what to say. So I'm trying to fill in that gap and give them a reference guide they can bookmark, come back to and say, how did he write that again? What was that sentence he used? How did he start that? What did it look like? That is the stuff that I think really counts. I think those are the types of resources people are naturally searching for and I want to keep providing. Well, there you go. Uh, Check out Danny Rubin and his website, News to Live By. Again, some practical examples for you out there and uh, maybe some more hard truths that you can learn if you haven't learned them already. Danny, thanks for coming on and sharing some of this information with us. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us an email, ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter if you'd like. That's at the LJN. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Yuma. Take care, everybody.